welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. You know, we're not our best today. There's been some things going on behind the scenes that I'll talk about what what I've been going through. Yeah, that I completely pulled my back out doing absolutely fucking nothing. Like, is this the sign of getting old that you're just, your body starts deteriorating on its own. And you're like, I would love to have a reason to pinpoint why I feel so shitty, but you can't like, that's where I'm at right now. This is why people say that you have to exercise and like do Pilates, even if it's not for weight, like just for your health because it it like maintains the strength of all those little connector muscles that we don't really think about. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because I think we've resigned to like, we don't really want to do that. But now like I stretch in the morning, like that's, that's yeah. a thing. I know you know I was what? doing that during COVID. It was very nice. You should set a reminder to, if you stretch in the morning, it wouldn't happen. It's just because like there's muscles you're not warmed up and you just turn a weird way. You like yeah. jerk and then suddenly you're in a spasm for six weeks. Yep. Yep. I well, feel like I feel like Jared because Jared has like early onset sciatica. Oh, He's like a everybody. grandpa. Tell everybody about this. <laughs> and he has to like go take breaks and lay on his stomach on our bed to like rest his lower back. So I'm like, maybe this is just like a sympathy back pull. But I'm doing maintenance. I do back exercises. Jared, you can't wear those flat shoes you've been wearing. That's what causes that. It's the Converse. You need, like, a better shoe. I stopped. Converse fucks my back up. I, like, wore Converse to Disneyland once, and it was the biggest mistake of my life. They offer no support. Machine Gun Kelly said that if you don't wear uncomfortable shoes, then you're not punk. So I oh yeah, he did say that. Machine Gun Kelly just like him. Machine Gun (laughs) Kelly got really mad that all of his, like, or just people that worked in music we're wearing comfortable shoes like nike trainers <laughs> because you should be wearing shitty converse yeah you so. should be have at least six herniated discs in your back by 30 if you want to be hardcore that's his working on it yeah working on it um working on it well jared we got to get you some dr shoals insoles yes Jack, we got to get you one of those massage chairs i just got i gotta do something i gotta yeah. i don't know i don't know what it is yeah, well, I I hear you on the pain. I um I have not slept for a full twenty four hours more. Yeah, I mean because it was yesterday morning since the tell, last time I slept. Tell us about it. So my boyfriend Matt has like an inflamed appendix, so he had to go to the ER all night, and Jack just had it. So I was texting her frantically because she was telling me about her inner back. She's like, it's an interior back muscle, like it's inside. <laughs> And then Matt was like, it's an inside muscle. I might have pulled a muscle. I'm like, maybe you guys have a same flesh-eating virus or something. Like, because you oh. guys were describing, you guys both started describing it. We all hung out on Sunday. Yeah. And then suddenly Monday, you guys are both, like, in pain, doubled over. I'm like, oh something's up here. Imagine if it was it some, like, another new fucking disease that we, like, made happen on our pool day. Yeah, they... <laughs> Well, you guys would have gotten amoeba it. In a yeah, like a yeah. stomach-eating amoeba that well, we all ate in our Mexican food. You would have gotten it from Jared. Gingivitis. Uh. <laughs> gingivitis. Yeah. I have gingivitis. That's right. So he is okay. Do you think that he would have gone to the ER in time if you didn't? If we didn't heed the warning? I think that you guys pushed, nudged him to do it because no one wants to go to the ER on a Monday night. Like that's no. at like 10. No way. We were yeah. all like, and I was up all night because he's like, if they rush him into surgery. So I was up just waiting 
I was just staring at my phone, trying not to fall asleep until like 4.30. And then they were like, they're discharging me, but I can't drive because he was on hella morphine. Yeah. So they wouldn't let him drive. So I had to go pick him up and then drive him um, to his office. And then I came back here. And then I had, we, I got home at like 5.30 and me and Jack had a call at eight, which was really at eight 30. I'm like, I'm going to get up at eight. And I was sitting at my computer at seven 55. And then I was like, Oh no, it's actually eight 30. I'm like, motherfuck, I'm going to die. She was just like sitting there with her like eyes shutting. Yeah. And then I oh, no. laid down and I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep. So I just started like getting uppers so I could be productive. So, no. and here we are, you know what? Long night. Can't miss an episode. We're doing the killing time with no sleep, no body functioning. We're, it, we're doing it. It'll probably be hysterical. Like it'll probably be really good. I'm excited. So we're going to just jump right into the dark day. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So it is August 11th and the dark day was in 2017 when Chinese crime writer, Liu Youngbao, I hope I pronounced that right, was arrested for murders of four people nearly 22 years prior after announcing a novel called Beautiful Writer Who Killed. Like, oh my God. A little on the nose as far as uh, title, but yeah. <laughs> like little, kind of literal for me. A little on the nose. So he was 53 years old and he received the death penalty in this cold case that went unsolved in Huzhou for nearly two dozen years. So the author and an accomplice reportedly killed a couple and their grandson during a robbery in November of 1995 at their family-owned hostel. And authorities said that the pair killed the family to cover up the murder of one of the guests, which is insane. And the slaying stumped authorities for 22 years due to lack of surveillance cameras at the hostel. And they were finally able to break in the case They were finally able to make a break in the case last year after using DNA evidence from a cigarette at the crime scene in 2016. So he goes, when they capture him, he says, I've been waiting for you all this time. Like, he was just writing the stupid fucking novel. Like, he was living his own little fairy tale, which is so fucking disgusting. I'm fascinated by people who can just speak cryptically off the cuff. Cause I'm like, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like just bumbling, like out of anxiety and fear, but people who have like these cryptic one-liners ready to go, like, I want to be that person. I want that kind of like inner placid calm. I think you have to maybe be like a cold hearted sociopath, sociopath. because Absolutely. he was, that just is like so cool, calm and collected knowing that you're literally going to be probably jailed up for the rest of your life. And that's like the, the one liner he's going to give authorities. I've been anxiety, waiting for you. Exactly. Yeah. And anxiety is fear and sociopaths like aren't they, they kill someone and they can just pretend they didn't, they don't live exactly. in that anxiety cycle that we would of like looking over your shoulder. They're pretty fucking, uh, measured. They are. And they don't self-sabotage because they're not carrying any emotional, like, they're not doing any emotional labor by keeping that secret hidden. They just don't care. Right. Ugh, it's so insane. So a gift. If so I did he- not care about just one thing, I would have been like Bill Gates. I know. But I care about everything. We care too much. We sabotage. So he later admitted in an interview that the gory details in some of his novels were based on the killings. So I was kind of thinking about this because I thought that this was just so interesting. And I'm like, how can I tie this into like a bigger theme for killing time? And though he, the books weren't, you know, the smoking gun, he was, you know, found, uh, 
for, through, wow, I can't speak to you guys. It must be all the meds I'm taking. Muscle relaxers. Um, they didn't, you know, tie the books into his killings. They were found by DNA. But I was like, there are so many killers that ended up getting found for their crimes through the stupidest fucking reasons and through their narcissism. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's narcissism, like, he could not help but to write these stupid stories you know, being inspired by the actual crimes that he committed. So there are a lot of other killers out there that were that narcissistic and that fucking stupid that we're going to kind of dive into uh, for True Crime Rewind today that I'm very yeah, excited wait. about. That sounds so fun. It's going to yes. be fun. And that's, you know, it's a big Achilles heel for sociopaths. It's They're very self-centered all yep. to, to a fault. They're Ex- they fly too close to the sun. They do fly too close to the sun. So we're going to dive into those later. But before then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right. Welcome to On the Stand. Every week we bring person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand that we're either loving or hating. We talk about it, why we are bringing it to the stand, and then we vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to our lovely listeners on Instagram, and you get a vote as well. So would anybody like to kick it off, or should I go? You can go first, or I can. Whatever you want. I'll go. Um, So my On the Stand was inspired by a post in our Facebook group, and I can't remember who posted it at the moment, but it is the concept of putting ketchup on eggs. Now, this started quite a flurry in the comment (laughs) section. There were probably over 100 comments about this subject matter, and I know how I feel about it. I would like to know how you guys feel about ketchup on eggs because it's quite controversial. You go first, Jared. Okay. First off, if you want to rile people up, apparently food debates are the way to Always. go. I feel like just people Always. Just, they just die on just the craziest hills. My hill for this one is I don't even put ketchup on my fries all the time. So eggs, Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. No way. Maybe a hot sauce. Maybe like, you know, a salsa. Maybe a, like a pico. I guess that's kind of a salsa. I don't – ketchup. I don't want ketchup on the egg. I'm just – I, I'm a very specific ketchup situational kind of person. And no. eggs is not when I'm going to use it. You're a McNugget ketchup guy. Uh, even, no, even that. What do you like ketchup like a ketchup with? hater. I'm just the occasional fry. That's so insane to me. The yeah. occasional fry. It's blasphemous, Otherwise, to be honest. Yeah, not, what I'm about just, like a home fry like or like a, like a breakfast potato? You're not dipping those in ketchup? No, that's hot sauce. Breakfast, for me, I go with like a That's hot a spicy sauce. ketchup. A spice, well, uh, yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Spicy thinner. ketchup, <laughs> spicy ketchup, not guilty in my opinion. <laughs> That's so insane. What about you, Lex? Um, well, this is complicated. I don't like scrambled eggs. Mm. I don't like scrambled eggs at all. Mm. Maybe disguised on a sandwich if it's a ch- doused in cheese. Maybe. And if I was okay. like had a few mimosas, I wouldn't mind. But I have never had a scrambled egg by itself or like put scrambled eggs on toast. I like an over medium egg. I'm an yeah. over medium. I'm a poached. I'm a soft boiled gal. Yes. You're forgetting. You're forgetting I'm a your deviled favorite. egg gal, <laughs> which is like my favorite food besides chicken nuggets and chicken tendies. It's a secret. It, honestly, it hasn't come up yet, which is shocking. Maybe next week. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, I don't. You can't put ketchup on other kinds of eggs. 
You the know? only the only time that you can and what I was going to ask Jared about is a breakfast sandwich. Like if I have an over medium egg on a breakfast sandwich, I am dipping that bad boy in so much ketchup. Like every bite is dipped in ketchup. Like any other bite of a burger or a chicken sandwich, they're all dipped in a little bit of ketchup. I wouldn't do that with an egg sandwich. No. I, a, a hash brown, yeah. But a breakfast I'm, sandwich, no. I love a salty goodness and the ketchup sort of drowns it out. No, always yeah, enhances. It, not always. Not, oh, not see, I also don't really like a scrambled egg, but if I'm going to have a scrambled egg, like it must have ketchup. That I'll agree with where it's like, I don't like them. So if I'm going to like them, I need to drench it in cheese or another condiment. Yeah. Like I, I actually don't, I don't mind it. And also like, even if I was having an over easy egg or an over medium egg by itself, I might be dipping it in ketchup. Well, I know sick, that's crazy, Jacqueline. but I might. I just There's, love ketchup. You know what? It's going to be 50-50. There's, half the people are going to be like, oh, fuck yeah. And then the other half are going to be like, no way. No, I it was very polarizing. going to be divisive. I, ketchup is a very nostalgic device for people where it's like, we don't, I mean, I'm an adult. I don't eat a ton of ketchup now, but I know I, I did when I was younger. So I think people really connect like moments and memories with ketchup and like it, it builds their kind of it, it's I, ideology total, it's around a, food. Yep. It's like, you know, I saw, I saw a toddler, I don't know when, but wearing a shirt that said, I put ketchup on my ketchup. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> same, obviously. No, I actually, rem- I can remember a very specific moment of my aunt Louise eating her over easy egg with ketchup in Syracuse, like sitting at the dinner table, dinner table, breakfast table, whatever, and like kind of dipping it in there. So I have a very specific memory that makes me feel very nostalgic and like very safe and secure involving eggs and ketchup honestly here what you just described reminded me of the dexter show intro (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it was like the egg and then he splats ketchup and then it's like the egg cracks and it's frying and he's eating cutting the ham yeah that's your aunt louise to me that's such a good intro by the way (laughs) it it was really smart asmr it's so smart well and it was just very like like normal mundane behavior make because like breakfast most people don't eat breakfast out most people eat something at home yeah yeah. And it's like, that's that's what even a serial killer would do. It is what a serial killer would do. Okay, well, I say not guilty. I don't know about you yep. guys. Guilty for me. I'll go with not guilty because it doesn't affect, you know, I'll not guilty, fine. I don't You're care. unaffected. Okay, yeah. who's next? I'll go next. Okay. So I was working from home today and trying to focus, and I have this schedule of TV I watch during the day. First, it's Good Morning America. <laughs> then it's Live with Kelly and Ryan. Then it's The View. Mm-hmm. Then it's Tamron Hall. Then it's Drew Barrymore. Then it's Dr. Phil. Wow. Okay. Then it's Judge Judy. And normally, Judge Judy's at four. And normally, I just turn that shit off. But I was distracted. I was too tired. I don't know. I just let it play. And I realized that this woman is a genius. She has this approach to like common sense criminal justice that like I think everyone should enact like let me give you the anecdote okay someone owned a condo and someone was renting the condo on airbnb or verbo or something and one of the people who were staying in the condo was an old woman and her son was staying with her the son was like 40 she's 83 and she decides even though there's air conditioning in the condo to stand up on the bed to turn on a fan even though there's air conditioning Okay. And she falls and breaks like 10 mirrors in this room. She's oh fine. She's fine. But like the owner is suing for the amount of the mirrors. The son sues back for his mother's pain and suffering. 
Oh. And Ooh, Judge sorry. Judy just goes, ma'am, you're smarter than that. You don't stand on a bed if you want to live a long life. <laughs> you go get your son if you want to turn on that fan. There's air conditioning. This is ridiculous. Awarding to the, you know, the the complainant, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, common sense, common sense. This is so cut and dry. It was the most beautiful. It's what everyone was thinking. Like, you don't have to coddle, be like, ooh, like your liability. Like this man rented your his condo to you and you no. stood on a they were saying the mattress was too soft. It should have been more supportive for her to stand on it. It's like, don't stand on it. Well, that's not what mattresses are made for. Mattresses are not made for standing. They're made for laying down. Congratulations. And- you're a Judge Judy ideologist. <laughs> yep. You're you're yep. there. Like, Listen, it's cut and this- dry. Cut and dry. It's common sense. Common sense criminal justice. That's what I want. Yeah. And Judge Judy is it. There's a reason she's court. a billionaire, people. A billionaire. Yep. yep. And it's, it's, it's petty court. And I was just, Jack, this is like, I can't believe we don't watch more of this. Cause this is like right up your alley. These are like, you love oh, people Jack, having p- petty disagreements. You, it's fucking hysterical. The I'm one before that was a mom suing her foster child for saying this foster child, like took things. And then the, this child was like, this came with, this is the birthday card where she gave this to me. And Judy's like, next what, she was oh going God. down the list of like things that she's accusing the foster child of taking who's like 25 now but that's like oh her God. mom and i was like and she was so disgusted that the mom would be suing her foster child who's obviously been through a mu- through so much that she just like this is going to the foster child this, you know and i was like i love judge judy i don't like to watch the show it's really not the tone i like i like like a news magazine background noise yeah like yeah. a dateline or a 2020 or a view yeah. or a ryan and kelly this isn't really it, but I can appreciate her style of law enforcement. That's what I'm into. Okay. I think I need to watch more Judge Judy. At I've always once. watched it on occasion, but I've never like let myself be immersed in it. And this might be a new thing. I think it's you like love it. It's like one notch above that like real trashy like 90s uh, talk show vibe. Like it's like one or two Jerry notches Springer. above that. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Springer stuff. So it's like, but it's not. It's There's a little bit more structure to it, which I well, like. Well, and you're also and not dealing with like people's relationships. You're kind of just dealing with sometimes like petty disagreements. Sometimes, oh, yeah, that's sometimes it's like exes and they're fighting over something stupid. It's just, uh, it's yeah. just riveting. But I'm just, it's her approach. I just love common sense. I yeah. boil it down. What I think I want to convey is that like feelings aren't facts. And she cuts it down where it's like, I know you feel this. Yeah. But like common sense. Like feelings aren't facts. So let's get down to the nitty gritty of like true liability. And I'm just pro Judge Judith Scheinman. Wow. <laughs> Clearly Long a story super fan. <laughs> did it something did she just get a facelift? Something I think she did something to her looks recently. Or she maybe looks no. Great. No, no, no. It wasn't a facelift. She changed her hair or she something. Looks, maybe, but she looks fantastic. She didn't say how old she was, but she said to this woman, I'm younger than you and I wouldn't stand on a bed. Oh, oh my god, yes. I love her. All right, we're gonna watch more of this. We're not, not guilty. guilty at all. Yeah. That's what no, she like she pushed her bangs back and the world just like was like, because ah! she has that iconic haircut. Yeah. Like and a then shag. Yeah. She swooped him back and nobody could. It's like when uh, Evan Rachel Wood from She's All That like took off her glasses and everybody's like, who is this? That you know, Evan, that was Evan. No, that wasn't Evan Rachel. Wood. No, sorry. I meant Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? I'm this like, was there, goth, was there a goth just... parody that came out? <laughs> no, Rachel Lee Cook. Same thing. You She's know, beautiful. Yeah. Three, three names. Um, all right. So Judge Judy, not guilty. Not guilty. Love not it. Guilty. All right, Jared. Um, <clears throat> so mine is 
I was at the gym the other day. And I no walk big deal. in. Humble brag. No big deal. As I do, normal. <laughs> uh, just getting, you know, just getting just pumping iron. Just getting swole. That's how every day starts for me. Yeah, right. So I walk in and I, the gym at our apartment complex isn't like, it's not like a big gym. Like it's got everything that you need, but it's, it's pretty like communal. Like you got to be aware of everybody else in the room when you go in. So I walk in and there's... A guy who I've kind of seen like lately, like coming in. So I don't know his familiarity with like this space, but he's on the treadmill and he's got his AirPods in and he's like screaming a conversation to whoever he's talking to. And it's like, I got there a little bit late this day. So it's like nine. So it's probably a work call. So my on the stand is, I guess, being on your phone at the gym, like in the middle of the gym while people are like trying to focus on things or any space really where like there's not any because they don't even play music at this place it's like an apartment complex gym so it's not like they're pumping like a radio station into it it's silent unless you have your headphones in yeah so i guess my on the stand is taking calls while you're on the treadmill (laughs) on the treadmill or in like an area where you're you should not be on the phone so jared is pretty cut and dry jared mentioned this to me on our walk just previously before we started this podcast and it made me think and i'm like nobody should be having a conversation on the phone in a room with another person period no (laughs) like period no you should go if you're going to be on a phone call you should go into another room because nobody wants to hear one side of your phone call about something that they probably could care less about like both some people are on speakerphone too which is even it's a which is even worse level but 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 there are two kinds of people because i'm the same way it's like i can't make a phone call in front of someone period no period no like i need to go in a room and shut a door even if exactly. i'm making a doctor's appointment period like i don't want anyone hearing how awkward i am on the phone i don't even want to be there myself <laughs> so like the last thing i need is people to be like uh hear me be like um hi sir uh uh yeah my, um so i'm calling uh because like that's me alone okay so yeah. like someone else there i won't even get my words out forget it no <laughs> so it's like to do that at the gym first of all what kind of professional are you like I know. No one wants to hear you like clonking away like a Clydesdale on (laughs) your fucking treadmill when you're talking about the stock market or like interest rates or whatever the fuck it is that you do. It's just rude and it's really um, unaware. And it's very, um, how old is he? I'd say my age, probably like 30s. Oh God, I'm so jealous of people like that. Like as much as I condemn it, like I wish I had that sort of ease with things that I need to do. Like I come first. I'm just not like that. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to upset anyone. Oh yeah. Yeah. If he was like, again, this, yeah, maybe it is sort of like, I, I, I was more shocked at that. Like, cause if it was, if it was my mom and she's like yelling into her phone and turning it into like a text message, that's like completely spelled wrong. There'd be a little bit more leniency here, but it's like some self-awareness of like, you definitely know how to use technology. You definitely understand how this sounds on the other end of the phone call for whoever that's the thing i don't want to be on the other end of that phone call yeah maybe it's this weird entitlement for like living there like oh this is kind of my home like because i know at gold's gym that's where i go nobody nobody come looking for me because you won't find me there a lot by the way (laughs) but like i go to gold's gym in hollywood and there are signs everywhere you're not allowed to be on the phone 
period. See? You're not allowed to be in that the phone locker rule. room. You're not allowed to be in the phone. There's Wi-Fi downstairs, and there's, like, a table near the shake station. So you could be on your phone there. There's, like, a designated area where, like, it seems okay. But, like, th- that's a serious gym. Like, it's all ripped dudes. No one's on their phone. And I feel like if someone People are was, there to get swole. Swole. And, like, people are kind of mean. Like, a couple of the actors from Sons of Anarchy go there, like, when that show was a thing. <laughs> and, like, people are, like, mean mugging. Like, no one's on the phone there. But I think yeah. because you guys have an apartment complex Maybe they gym, think that that's their home. Well, it's, like, an extension of their home. So they have this different sort of uh, feeling. It's a bit of, like, marking your territory. Yeah. It's a little too close He's to like home. a golden retriever. Yeah. Just trying to make himself to known. Well, no he's guilty. Thing. He yeah, he's guilty. Bajillion percent. It's for oh, you guys. I just hate a public it's just phone like, call. It's literally just like people doing it in the stall on the toilet at a yes. public bathroom. With it's their like, pants I mean, we've had, we've had different versions of this concept come on Killing Time and I think on the stand because it's just like nobody wants to hear anybody else's private it's conversations. It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. I don't even, I can barely keep track of my own thoughts and you're just telling your grandma about like what you want for fucking Hanukkah or Christmas <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> It's summer. <laughs> I'm Help just me. trying to sweat it out. Help. Jesus. Okay. Well, this is a great on the stand. Uh, but when we come back, it is time for some true crime. Rewind. Rewind. It's almost summer. And the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah. It's rewind time. Okay, so for this week's True Crime Rewind, we are digging into the narcissism and the self-absorption and the stupidity that killers have done that led to their downfall. And I thought, you know, what better way to start it off with the dumbass himself, BTK? Now, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know a lot about BTK. We did a full episode on him with his daughter as our first degree guest, which was such a great episode, Alexis. Incredible. She she is an inspiration. Like she is. She has not let this define her. And she hasn't let the idea that her dad is someone else damage her. Like she still has this like preserved relationship with her dad that is not that she can still be like, he was my dad. Yeah. And he is also fucked up. You know, yeah. and she's she's has she's really done the work and she's got it together. She's incredible. She's amazing. So he um, was killing people between 1974 and 1991 and then he disappeared until 2004. And 
in 2004, he was getting kind of bored because, you know, he was kind of going back and forth with the police and taunting them and whatever. And he's like, I'm going to get back into it. So he starts sending the police all these different messages. And um, he asks the police if it could be safe to communicate with them via a floppy disk. He was like, is there any way that you can find out where I am or who I am through a floppy disk? And the police were like, oh, no. BTK, of course we can't figure out who you are through a floppy disk. Floppies have just the utmost encrypted technology. Yeah, anonymous. never find you. Anonymous. So he goes, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was his community church that he volunteered at, and he goes on there, writes his message, sends it to the police. They find him fucking immediately. And after all this time, his narcissism, because he wasn't getting the attention that he used to and that he wanted, and his stupidity of believing what the police are telling him who are trying to catch him, ultimately leads to his downfall. Like, if he didn't do that, he they might have never solved these cases to this day. Right, and wasn't it on the heels of an anniversary in- and that's what sort of woke him up. Like there was some news coverage, like still haven't caught BTK. And then he was like, oh, I'm in the papers. And he was I like, think sort so, of yeah. like, he was like, it was like a, some significant anniversary and he was following it. And he's like, oh, I should, I should drop them a line. Like I owe them a call. <laughs> it's so out. insane. Yeah. Like I, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while and they probably <laughs> miss me. They probably yeah. like our love letters were like so fun. Totally. He is like the ultimate of a, just a fucking idiot narcissist. Amazing to ask the people who are after you, like, I can't get in trouble for this, right? And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't have the technology to trace this floppy, do you? They're like, absolutely not. You can trust us. Like, we're, we're, wink, wink. We don't want to catch you and you don't want to be caught. Like, we're aligned. Stupid. They're like, we just really enjoy this back and forth. It's so fun for us. Honestly, this cat and mouse does it for us. Oh my God. What? And we don't want justice for the children and and women and men you murdered. Like we're ready to let you go forever. Let's just play this game. So insane. (laughs) So he is the stupidest one. I very much forever. Like the dumbest idiot in the world. This other guy, his I've never heard of this guy. His his name was Peter Goebbels. He was a a serial. I hate it. Go. I think it's Goebbels. G O E B B E L S. Goebbels. It can feel weird. I don't like it. I know. So he was a serial killer um, whose murders were a product of his serial raping, and he strangled four victims between 1984 and 1985 in Berlin. His last victim was a 20-year-old woman, and he ended up running away when he saw pedestrians that were nearby where he was doing this. And because he was in such a hurry, he dropped his ID card at the scene. Authorities found it immediately, making his conviction a virtual certainty, except for, which is so crazy, when they were kind of like putting together all of his cases, this last rape had taken place on a Wednesday, and all the detectives had strung these different homicides together, but they're on weekends, so they're like, you know, he did drop his ID there, but it was on a Wednesday, not a weekend. But then they finally ended up like figuring out that it was him because he worked a normal five day week assembly line, but it had been closed down for the retooling of a machinery that one Wednesday. Isn't that insane? You know what? You can't be too predictable. This is, this just goes with my thing. You gotta be a wild card. Like you can't, you can't let people 
you got to keep people on their toes. If you do something every day and they're like, that Alexis doesn't leave her house on Mondays. Like (laughs) I got to leave my house sometimes on Mondays. Like there (laughs) has to be, you have to, you can't be, you can't be uh, what they expect. You also need to invest in those like parachute pants that have the zippers on the pockets so that your wallet never falls out or your ID card never falls out. Cause that to me. Also what kind of psychopath carrying a loose ID card? I know. Just well, like, it was like back in the what was this? The seventies. So they didn't have wallets. The eighties. They didn't have little bags of coins they threw to pay people. Like I which just is my like, favorite method. <laughs> you know, like in there like, you go. In like Robin Hood, it's like you throw a bag of like that's I live for that. I've done it like twice in my life. Um, you have? Yeah. Do you remember the times? No, but I know that I, I did it and I talked about it and I was like, whoa, that was like what I see in the movies. Like, like I wish I could do type. this more. Yeah. It's like, here's some coins. Give me some mead. Like that's oh, what everyone wants. Oh, I definitely, this will definitely stamp the times, but I definitely paid for some blockbuster uh, rentals with, or an coins? overdue charge with a roll of quarters. Definitely. Wow. Right. There you go, Jer. Yeah. Back oh, now man. with laundry in LA, that's like currency. Yeah. You guys oh, yeah. have one in your unit and I will soon, but I haven't for, I haven't since I lived in LA, which is. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I have never once. Great incoming. Wow. You know, I have, I bought this new Louis Vuitton bag and it has this little mini, mini bag. Like it's a coin bag that's on it. And I posted being like, I don't know what to put in Lipstick. here. Lipstick. And Lip people gloss. are like, what about coins? And I'm like, who other than Alexis, obviously, I'm like, who's walking around with coins? No, I don't walk around with coins. I put them in a jar next to my back door for laundry. I don't want the, I want quarters for laundry. Yeah. But it was by definition a coin purse. That's what like, it's obviously not made for coins now. I also really like that bag. I might copy it. Sorry. It's really cute, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to figure out what you're going to put in your coin purse, or else people are going to yell at you and say Chap- coins. Chapstick. That's, That's like a good for idea. sure what I'm going to put in there. Okay. Next person. Actually, this is a group of people. Okay. So these people got caught because they bragged about their latest kill. So they were called the Lane's Angels of Death. And this is fucked up. They were a group of nurses turned serial killers who operated out of a hospital in Vienna, Austria. And under the direction of head angel Waltrod Wagner, the group poisoned, overdosed, and drowned at least 42 patients, possibly over 200. And they were caught and convicted in 1989 after a doctor overheard them bragging and joking about their most recent kill. Have you ever Holy heard of these people? Shit. No, that's insane and so that's scary so because, like, we're all scared to go to the doctor as it is. Don't make it worse, people. I know, and we're supposed to trust our doctors. And nurses. I know. And orderlies, all of them. And what's the craziest part of this is due to Austria's mass, max sentence laws, all the angels of death had been released by 2008. So wow. they're if all... Gonna, I see why people would rather do a crime in Europe, though. I'll say that. It's just like... <laughs> We like have electric chair still. I know. And we have firing squad still. And like people could be a serial killer and go to jail for as much as somebody did for like selling pot. Honestly, you think that would be a deterrent here in the U S and it just isn't. No, (laughs) no, just isn't. No, it's it's not, which is crazy. Yeah. the, The lethal injection drugs don't work. People don't care. Like, people don't care how scary that, like, people are just like, gotta do a crime, gotta do a bad one. One, one bad enough. One it's bad enough for that. So insane. In a state where it's extra conservative, I gotta do the crime there. I'm like, <laughs> do you? Do you have to do it in Kentucky and Texas and Tennessee? 
it's not gonna no, nothing's gonna California. stop him don't I do know. it at all don't do it all yeah. okay then the next person got caught because they went to the barber with the victim's blood in their hair Earl Leonard Nelson, the gorilla strangler, had been accused of killing 26 women by the time he was arrested in 1927. This was a long time ago. And after killing victim Emily Patterson and losing some hair in the process, he thought that he needed like a new do. You know what? Maybe like it was kind of scraggly and he wanted to get a fresh new haircut. But I guess he'd never showered before and he went straight to the barber. The barber noticed blood, dried blood in his hair and scratches on his scalp. So when Patterson's body was found, the barber was able to fill in Nelson's description linking him to the crime because he had chunks of blood on his scalp. You gotta get cleaned up before you go to the to the barber. You gotta get cleaned up before you go visit anybody who's gonna be doing anything to your body in any form. At least that's my (laughs) thought. I just feel like you can't show up dirty with blood all over you. That's just not that's not a good idea. You also need to clean your home before someone else cleans it. That's, that's what exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Exactly like, well, what that's, I was thinking. What, like, that's what people always say. They're like, "What do you?" I was like, "Oh my!" I was like, "Oh, my house is being cleaned tomorrow. I have to go home and clean." They're like, "I was like, I can't like, I need everything cleared out so they need can a do a clear. good job." Yeah, well, because then they're like, "How do I clean under this heap of like <laughs> clothes, clothes she decided not to wear that she threw on the floor?" It's like you got to yeah. be organized in order to get the most out of the clean. That's that's right. So you got to go wash your wash your head off before you go to the bar and do all the dishes before anyone comes over, including a cleaning person. Yes, absolutely. Also, all it's right. Polite. Our last idiot ended up getting <laughs> caught because he clogged the. To- because he clogged Jared? T- <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going, and it sounds like it's a Jared move. He clogged the toilet with the remains of his victims. So oh Dennis Nelson was convicted of six North London murders in 1983, and he was originally living in a downstairs apartment, but he ended up moving to an upstairs unit, and because he didn't have a yard to bury any of his bodies in, he came up with a new method of disposal, and he flushed the victim's decomposing flush down the toilet toilet now obviously this is a problem you can't even really flush a tampon down the toilet let alone remains so what happened is a bunch of these uh tenants of the building complained about the plumbing being blocked but so did he he also complained he's like how dare they drop the ball on the cesspool situation. Yeah, I don't know if, like, maybe it was just to make it seem like he wasn't the only person that wasn't complaining and to make himself seem kind of sketchy. Mm. But plumbers were called in, and upon report. And upon removing the drain cover at the side of the house, they discovered small bones and pieces of flesh, and oh, he was eventually connected to the crimes and arrested. Dude, but- ser- serial killer audacity is, like, my favorite kind. Like, that's a wild thing to do. It's so insane. And it's just, it's like, do you think by like pure, like brute strength, you're going to make the remains be able to be flushable? Like pee? Yeah. I I don't think that he thought about how long like a decomp situation works too. He's just like, this is not something that's just going to go away. Like Uh, you have to know that. Well, also water goes somewhere, probably a tributary and then to a larger body of water. Like you're not like, it's not the abyss. Once your toilet (laughs) opens up, you're not like suddenly at the core of the earth and it's untraceable and it gets obliterated. Like it goes somewhere. You saw, you see all these, those dolphin things on the gutters. Like there's, this goes somewhere. People are monitoring. 
Yes. Idiots. <laughs> Absolute idiots. fucking idiots. Well, idiots these these people did some really, really bad things. And next, we're going to learn about the bad things that you people do. Yeah, naughtykins. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Okay. Welcome to your second favorite segment. <laughs> After on the stand, obviously. You really throw True Crime Rewind under the bus, Alexis. Everyone loves it, but people talk about on the stand more than anything else we've ever done. Even true episodes I've poured, like, months of my life into. Like, like (laughs) I'll work so hard on, like, a really good episode, like, for first degree. And they're like, yeah, fuck ketchup on french fries. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, it's it's, it's everybody's favorite segment on this entire umbrella. It's because they can relate. That's right. And I don't want any of you to relate to crime. So this no. is a good thing. Absolutely. That being said, welcome to your seg- your second favorite segment <laughs> on Under the First Degree Brand. And uh, I have some exciting firsty worsties for you. This is an exciting two-parter, which I really enjoyed, actually. Um, and we're going to get right into that. Okay, I'm going to try to make this short. Okay, so basically, I had a neighbor who was very, very loud and they were disrespectful. Everybody in the community started getting tired of them um, because there were just parties every single night. Well, I'm sitting in my living room and I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to put in my AirPods because this person is just not respecting the quiet hours. They're not respecting um, anybody's space and they have their music up loud and the bass loud. So I'm, I'm trying to connect my phone to it and uh, my AirPods, and um, I noticed that there was a new item I could hook up to, and I was like, this doesn't look familiar. So I clicked on it, and the music next door stopped. And then I realized I was hooked up to the next-door neighbor's speaker. So for about three or four days, I fucked around with that that and um, kept hooking up to it and disconnecting her music from it. And um, sometimes I would play stupid stupid stuff like, you know, cartoon sounds or jazz music or whatever I could. Um, and for some reason, she stopped using the stereo. So <laughs> I know it's uh, kind of vindictive, but I was so tired uh, of the late nights. And um, I'm not exactly sure if she ever figured it out. But yeah, I hooked up to my neighbor's uh, Bluetooth speaker and fucked around with her for a few days. Anyways, I hope you guys have a good night or a good day. Uh, Talk to you soon. Bye. I personally love a victimless crime. Yeah. Like, I think this is sort of exactly like your neighbors can subject you to things without your consent. And it goes both ways. I was really hoping you would be playing something a little worse. And her speakers. Yeah. I was wondering where we were going with that. I was hoping and, it would uh, be porn. You could have done I, porn. Of course. We all went to porn immediately. Porn would yeah, be, I mean, maybe that's... she did and she's just trying to be like PG because that's where my mind went. I'm like, I would put on some raunchy stuff for revenge. And put just volume all, all the, the way, way up. up. Yep. Or just the Macarena on repeat. Oh, my yeah. God. Which, or by like the way. Smash Mouth. You Ooh, guys. Yeah. I told Jared this. But did you know that the Macarena is a Mandela effect? The dance that we all know and love is not the correct Macarena. No. It doesn't go hand up, hand up, hand down, hand down, cross, cross, up, up. It goes like hand up, hand up, head, 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 head. 
cross, cross. cross. It's not, but we all know it Do one it way, wrong. and it's not the real way. I, blame I learned Cotton that Eye the Joe. other day. I blame Cotton Eye Joe. That whole phase, that whole era where everyone was doing Cotton Eye Joe and the Macarena, it, it, our whole brains turned into scrambled eggs with ketchup on it. <laughs> it probably allowed there to be a glitch, and they were just like distracting us. They're like, did he do the Macarena? Do the Macarena? And then something fucked up happened 100%, on the other side. 100%. Yep. Sparkly. That being said, though, I love the hijacking of a device. Like, use technology to help you. Like, yeah. I'm with I'm with you. And I think that was, like, a very passive retaliation where you're like, I'm not trying to stir shit up. This lady's yelling at someone with a kid on her hip and throw, throwing clothes outside of her place. Like, I don't need that energy at me. Yeah. But, like, this is sort of like, ooh, it was an accident. My Bluetooth connected to your thing. Like, I think yeah. it's brilliant, and I think you're brilliant. I love, love it. it. I love yeah. it. Great job. That was a worsty worsty. All right. Well, Lex, there's only one thing left for today's episode, and that's all you. Well, because I didn't sleep, I have another banger for you. Great. Um, we talked about stupid serial killers and how they were caught. So we're um, going to share with you a clip about the Lord of the Idiots. Let's uh, Let's just do that. You have no idea what an idiot is. Elaine just gave me a chance to get out, and I didn't take it. This is an idiot. Is that right? I just threw away a lifetime of guilt-free sex and floor seats for every sporting event in Madison Square Garden. So please, a little respect. For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. What a classic. Honestly, classic George. Classic idiot George. <laughs> Lord of the Idiots. Lord of the Lord Idiots. Lord of the Idiots. Even more than, you know, he's fictional, so we can say he's, he's more of an idiot than anyone else. I don't think he's ever been more relatable, honestly. I know. Dude, Truly. every time. The older you get to, you're like, oh, man, I see myself in We're George. We're all little no, George. I understand it. 100%. <laughs> We really are. All right. Well, another this was a delight. Great episode for the Considering books, guys. We're all like, you know, infirm. Half humans. Yeah, yes. We've done pretty well. Except Jared, you look kind of spry, except for your sciatica. But it's going to be okay. 